Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 114 of the IA Cast. My name is Michael Doeys, and I'm here with a good group of folks today. I'm here with Aliyah Dudley. Hello. Jason Earls. Hello, everyone. Sarah Lanier. Hi, y'all. And yet another new voice on the show, Miss Victoria Gray. Hello. So, Victoria, tell our listeners where you're from. <laughs> I'm from the UK. So, yet again, we have an awesome, diverse group of people on the show. You know, we, we have people from around the world on this show, so it's really awesome. Although I think our primary country, other than the US, has been the UK, hasn't it, guys? Uh, yes and I no. Canada's see? had... Well, yeah, Canada. Strong. So, we have a very good group of people and so today is going to be a great show. We're going to talk about the Apple event and everything there too. But it's very interesting to start off today with the news that the air power is now air powerless. As hey, in that was my line. As in <laughs> as in the air power has been canceled according to sources and we will link to that in the show notes. And it's very disturbing i think that they announced and released airpods with pictures of the air power on the box on the box and a week or so later it's gone yeah that's kind of crazy honestly i mean unless apple intends to make this one great big april fool's joke and tomorrow shipping starts for the air power <laughs> well that would be I so guess, weird that would be That'd be about as weird as their, like, freaking powerful tag for the Mac. For the iMac. Yeah, that's kind of weird. <laughs> like, but if air power really is officially gone, I wonder then if there's going to be, like, collectors that have the original AirPods 2 packaging, and that packaging's going to end up being worth an interesting amount of money because it has the air power stuff on it. Quite possibly. So, what do you guys... Like So Aaliyah and I bought the wireless AirPods. And even though they canceled AirPower, I'm not really worried about that, even if they actually did cancel it. I don't know. But does that bother you guys? Is there going to be another wireless device that you get to replace AirPower? Or what are your plans? I think I'm going to well, buy like maybe the Unravel. I don't know. Which is a wireless charger we've mentioned before. Um, I think I might get a hold of that. But I just just popped into my head an interesting question. You know, and this is kind of off topic just a touch, but those wireless charging AirPods cases have a nice big shiny light for all the sighted people to tell when they're charging on wireless charging. But what about being able to accessibly tell when they're charging? Or when the case is charged. I wonder if that's going to be something that's indicated in the battery widget. It will be. Will it for the case, though? Because... Yes. It shows when your case is charging already. Yeah. That's just... Yeah. That's a long way around. Well, currently, that's the only I mean, way you could tell on the first gen. So. Right. But except that the fact that your cable is connected. That's a little... It's a little more of an indicator as opposed to if you lay it on the... On the like, I'm thinking my wireless charger out in the living room, my flat one, my anchor one, that you can't, unless the device gives you feedback, it's hard to tell when it's centered on the coil. So 
definitely a little interesting. Well, I don't unless actually it's like have... The, unless ahead, it's like the charger on the watch, and it has that smaller base, so when you place the case on that, you know that it's on there. Like, because when you place your watch on the, the, the flat part, it lines up and you can tell that it's that it's there, even though there is eventually audio feedback if your watch battery is completely dead. That would be my only thought. Well, the advantage that the watch has is the fact that it also has a magnet that you can deal with, too, whereas that's not going to be the case on the uh, AirPods case. And as I understand it, the case is flat. It looks just like the current AirPods cases, except for the fact that it has this light on it. Um, if I remember correctly, it even has a lightning port still. If you can't yes, it does. charge them. But I don't have a wireless charger myself. I mean, I think it's interesting that the air power is gone because I can't. If there has been a product that Apple has hyped up and then had to cancel like that, I don't know what it is. I think, honestly, it has to do with the new Apple because back in the Steve Jobs days, we never got sneak peeks. I mean, like, they they announced the iPhone, right, before it came out. And I think that was the first thing they did like that. But it was still a, this is coming to market. It's done. We're seeing it work. We've never seen an actual demo, I don't believe, even on when they talked about it. They showed screenshots, but I don't think they actually showed it being used. So, you know. Didn't they do that, though, with Siri? No, Wasn't I'm Siri pretty not... sure they used Siri in for real on the stage. Yeah, they it did. Wasn't... They used Siri for real oh, on okay. the stage because they had they made a big deal about it will talk to you. I don't know why. I thought it wasn't quite available yet. I thought it was like I mean I know it launched in beta status, we all know that, but I could have sworn it took like Well remember Siri was actually an app before it was built in. Oh wow. Mm -hmm. Didn't know well, that. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, because there was like a couple months where if you launched the app after it got bought and you asked it something, it would it gave you some line like, I want I am not available now, but I will be available after whatever the fall announcement huh. day was. I never used Siri I never got before to use it, it when it was an app. I didn't either because I didn't have an iPhone. My first iPhone was the 4S, which was the first device that had Siri on it. So I didn't get mine until like a year and a half ago. So, yeah, fairly new to it. And then there's me who had the iPhone 1. <laughs> wow. We know you're old. It's okay, Michael. I know. <laughs> well, I originally got the first iPhone because of uh, it was, for me, accessibility-wise, I could pinch in to zoom on websites and things like that. So for me, it already helped. But uh, I know most folks that are blind couldn't use it until the 3GS with... Uh, iOS 3.2, I believe it was. Well, and then there was another problem. It was only people who were on AT&T in the U.S. anyway, mm -hmm. because they had that big exclusivity theme. And at the beginning, it was just called iPhone OS. So that was pretty crazy. That's true. I forgot about that. I think... Didn't they have to change it because of something to do with Cisco? No. Had to do with the iPad. It didn't make any sense calling it iPhone OS. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. Although so, I still found it funny that the iPod Touch used to say iPhone shutting down when you would turn them off with voiceover. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Sure enough. So that, to me, is very interesting and kind of the biggest news topic that has come out 
Uh, it's kind of a quiet week for news. There's more we'll talk about next week that we just didn't have time to research today, but uh, we will talk about that next week. Apparently, there's going to be some issues with Twitch and YouTube streaming if you're in the EU, but we'll go more into that next week because I think that's going to be kind of a big deal. So let's talk about one of the things that we do here at iAccessibility, and that is app development. You know, we have built a lot of different apps for folks, and we've built our own apps, and we want everybody who wants to be able to have an app to be able to get one built at an affordable rate and so that it is a good accessible app for iOS or for Android. So for $50 an hour, you can get your app developed. It will work if you build it for iOS. We guarantee that it will work for iPhone and iPad, and it will be accessible to every user possible. So head to iAccessibility.net to learn more, or you can email us at iAccessibility at iAccessibility.net for more information. So for our main topic today, we want to talk about the event that Apple had. And I know there's been, you know, 20, 30 different podcasts talking about this already. We're kind of one of the last ones, but we're going to be the best at it. And give full opinions on what happened. And so this was a service-oriented event. So how many of you guys actually saw Apple's event? I watched it after the fact. I did. I I watched it live. Well, technically, I heard Apple's event, but, you know. Well, if we're being technical, then so did I. But, yeah, I was just (laughs) going to stick to watching it. But no, I saw the keynote. But, (laughs) Sarah, did you get to see it? I did not. And I heard all of the announcements and stuff after, like, saw the Twitter feeds and such. So I decided not to try to catch the replay because... Spoiler alert, I already knew, and so I I did not yeah, actually go and watch the whole thing. I should have. I know I should have, but I just didn't. It's fun to watch the keynotes, even if you know what's happening. You know, this one was not as eventful for me, but there are some great things that are there. And we already published our first podcast since the event, and that was our Apple News Plus demo cast and i think that Aliyah and jason did a very good job on that episode and uh our editors was it jeff yeah jeff did yeah it was jeff jeff did an awesome job putting that together uh jason did you post produce or was it jeff i think i post produced it i think you did Um, i do apologize though for the breaks it was my pc's fault we had to default to a backup recording yeah but unfortunately it, i know it was a very good episode and everybody did a great job making it sound good so excellent work guys it's a great show and so go check that out it's on the website and uh, you can get to it also from iacast.net and uh, yeah check it out but we want to talk about the actual event so they started off talking about news and so They talked about the news app, and it's now in Canada. And they've added now Apple News Plus as a subscription for $9.99 US. So, Aaliyah, what are your thoughts on News Plus? Well, 
First, I want to say, Jason, please don't get too excited about the word news. I mean, we know you like it, but don't get too hyper about it. Um, for those who don't get that joke, you will after the outtakes come out. I was going to start like a rock band and it was just going to there was just going to be a song that had the word news. It was just going to be me. It was like news. Da, 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 da. Anyway. Oh my God. Wow. Fun. Wow. Anyway, my thoughts on our uh, thoughts on it are it's okay. And I'm not just saying that because the accessibility is, especially on the Mac, is meh. I say that because I'm not a big news junkie, like Jason seems to be. I, I, I just, I'm not big into magazines. I'm not, um, I'm just not into what it's got to offer. So if I wasn't on a family plan with somebody who was already buying it, I would not keep it. That's just me. I am not the excited about it now there i need to look at the full list of magazines and maybe see if there's something i want that i like or that i want to read maybe there is we'll just have to see but other than that i just i'm not i'm not terribly excited about it and um it's i think it's great for some people and please folks do not take my lack of excitement to mean that it's not accessible. Please listen to our demo. Yes, the Mac experience is atrocious, but the Mac experience is also atrocious in other apps like Home <clears throat> and Voice Memos and others. And um, I fear the TV app will repeat that experience. So, Sarah, is this something that you would use? Not currently. Um, at this point in my life, I don't have the extra time to read a magazine because I'm knee-deep in dissertation stuff. So any extra time I have is spent reading PDF files that are journal articles that are related to my topic of study. Um, however, it might be something I look into after graduation. So I'm keeping it in my radar as something that might be a nice pastime once I get that grown-up job. But at, at this point in time, I... I'm just, I, I don't have the time, but I, I think it's great for people who do have that interest. Uh, like Aaliyah said, it's not for me to say that it's not for other people. So Victoria, they don't have that service over there. Is it something that you would be interested in having, or is it just kind of meh? Yeah, I'm not sure really. I think same as Aaliyah, I don't really get into magazines as such but I would be interested in seeing what we have when it comes over here so I probably would do the trial but I'm not sure that I would feel it would be worth paying 9.99 per month for and Jason I believe you canceled yours is that correct yes I did cancel my Apple News Plus subscription and it was not really anything to do with some of the accessibility issues that I saw in iOS, which, by the way, are definitely issues that you can work around, and they don't seem to be nearly as weird as the ones on the Mac, but um, it was more to do with, you know, like everybody else so far, it just is not something that I feel like I would use enough to warrant paying for. I am perfectly happy just going into Apple News or Google News a lot more often now because it's still broken. Um, and seeing Apple News, rather, is still broken. Um, so at this point, I'm happy looking at stories I can get for free. And I'm not really drawn to the whole, like, I must read articles from this particular magazine. Plus, if there are magazines I'm interested in, 
Um, some of them I can get from other places. Like, for instance, if I wanted to read, I don't remember if Consumer Reports was one of the magazines on Apple News Plus, but if it was on Apple News Plus or is on Apple News Plus, I could get that magazine through like Bard, for instance, which is um, a book service in the US. For those of you who uh, may not know what it is, it allows you to download audiobooks and braille books if you have a uh, print reading disability. Well, and I guess that's kind of my next question to you guys. I mean, there's Newsline, there's Bard, there's other services out there for people who are blind. Victoria, do you guys have anything in the UK similar to Bard or Newsline here that allows you to read magazines or books for free? Uh, I think you can get some stuff from the RNIB, which is the Royal National Institute for the Blind. But I think that's about it. It's not really something that I've properly looked into, though, so there could be other stuff. But how do you guys feel about this as, you know, here in the U.S.? Would you prefer getting your content from Newsline or Bard or other places or Apple News Plus? And let's take the payment aspect out of Apple News Plus. Which service would you guys prefer if that was something that you were interested in to get your content from? I prefer to think of NFB Newsline... Um, at least as it's a great resource. It's a fantastic resource for reading your local newspapers, for reading a lot of things, but there are some things that you cannot get on Newsline that you can definitely get on Apple News Plus. A lot of the specialized uh, magazines and even some of the things that you see on NFB Newsline is not the entire paper. Some things are still behind uh, uh, paywalls and things like that. I think it's a good supplement. Um, I I would I would be okay with using both if I was really a news junkie like that. I think for me, I would, as you said, Michael, taking the payment aspect out of Apple News Plus, I would probably lean towards Apple News, just because if I remember correctly, didn't Apple say that your progress and stories sync across devices and things as well? If you were reading, yeah, I think if you ended they did up switching actually. to another device. I don't remember. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm pretty sure. But that and also, you know, the ability to use my voiceover voices that I prefer because while Newsline does give you access to different voices over the phone, and of course there is the Newsline app for iOS, I don't know if there is one for Android. Is there one for Android, guys? No. Okay, so there's not one for Android, but for iOS. I just, there's something about Apple News that I like when voiceover's not jumping me to the back button. Like, See, I cannot replicate that. Even in News Plus, I cannot replicate News that. Plus doesn't do it. Yeah, News Regular Plus Regular news happen. stories. And it doesn't do it on every one. It just nope. does it on some of them. And it's annoying. It really is. But Apple News, it's just there's there's something about it. Like, ads don't really get in my way. I don't remember how articles are laid out in the Newsline app because it's been a long time since I last used it. I need to update my address and stuff with them. But I just, when I'm not running into accessibility issues, I like Apple News. It does exactly what I want on all the devices I want. And it just, it does what I need. And I can listen in crazy fast speeds if I choose to. So that's just my take on it. Now, you know, Jason and, and others, I, I want to see, I'm I'm just the queen of sidetracks today. Did everybody see the article about how 
essentially the splash screen to get you to sign up for Apple News Plus violates the developer guidelines that Apple puts in place for their developers building applications. Yeah, I did yes, see I that. Saw that. Yeah. So, Michael, as a developer, <laughs> how do you how do you feel about that? I would be personally a little offended if Apple didn't practice what it preached. As would I. Well, I feel like there's a lot of places where this occurs throughout Apple. It's just very ambiguous how, you know, there's different portions of Apple. Same with accessibility, where they preach accessibility and design guidelines. And there's some experiences that just are not good. And so I've just come to expect that's what it's going to be. And... I don't know. I feel like that screen was rushed. And yeah, visually, it was very difficult to figure out what to do because I had subscribed and I was like, well, that screen hadn't gone away. I guess I need to go through it again. And I did it and it was like, oh, you're done. And also the button visually was not voiceover did not see the button as it was visually. So I feel like while they're Getting enough to get by, it's not the same as their commitment from years ago. So do you think that Apple will eventually address some of these accessibility issues? Or do you think this might be something that we have to keep reporting to them a lot? It'll have to be reported. And I think this screen, this issue that we're seeing here at the beginning is, was there, let's get this out fast so people can get it. And I think they'll streamline that in the future, but yeah. I'm just worried because, you know, looking at like GarageBand, for instance, they had this ability to download all these new jam packs. And for, I don't remember exactly how long it was, but it was a long time that interface just did not read with voiceover. And as far as I know, it still reads okay now, but... You know, numbers are still broken for iOS as far as I know. The cell coordinates don't read. I just I just worry that as much as I hope they're going to fix this stuff, that they won't. I would think part of that is because people don't necessarily report it. Or if they do report it, they don't make it a nice report. It's more of a... Com- well, complaint's not really the right word, but as, as far as could you please fix this? This is the problem I'm having. It's more of a, why did you break this type of? Yeah. I never send reports like that. No, well, I, I didn't mean you personally. Yeah, I know. That. I'm just I saying mean... like, personally, that's, you know, I, I, what I do is I'm just like, you know, I'm having a, uh, a cell coordinates don't read in numbers. This is how you reproduce it. I well, try to stick to facts when I, I do think it. what happens is, is there's so much that, these different teams are doing and they're rushed and they don't really take accessibility into account as much as they used to. And so it goes by the wayside, which is not how it needs to go. And so I think it's more of a accessibility after instead of accessibility first. That's highly unfortunate, but I do see it. If you think about, you know, this, this should not have been released if there were major accessibility problems Yet it was. And that's a problem. And it's what is going to set certain companies apart from others in terms of what product do I buy? Do I buy the product that supports accessibility built in? Or do I 
support the product that supports accessibility bolted on. And there's there's a widening gap there that's a bit concerning. Now, the issue here is, though, let's not forget this. Android does not have an offering like this. Nope, they certainly don't. And while Apple has some issues, they still offer the most accessible magazine service that's mainstream. And if I was, if I had the time to to read magazines, I would personally want to read a mainstream service um, for some of the same reasons Jason mentioned earlier. But also, if I wanted to share an article, like to my Twitter followers or my Facebook, I wouldn't want to have to leave Newsline or leave Bard, go to the magazine website, hope I could find the same article and share it that way. It would be much easier to share it using the share sheet. Well, and the one issue I have with Bard is if you listen to a magazine, which I have done, and it's pretty cool, but when they read a website address, oh my God. They spell it out. Yeah. Oh, wow. That would drive me (laughs) mad. And so you're sitting there for quite a while listening to this whole website URL, and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> See, right, so you'd I hear kind like, of actually like the fact that they spell it out, because I can't spell some of those magazine titles very well. Well, no, that well, the, the title is fine, but when you hear HTTP colon slash slash website name dot com slash magazine equals QC24867532... QB, it's like, uh... I almost wish they would add a kind of a, especially if you were listening on iOS, a links section where you could go to find that information in the book. I don't know. That's just me, though. Yeah, but what I'm saying is I would rather the Apple News method because you get those links as they should. So I feel like we've been talking about this a little bit. So let's let's move on to the next thing. And what did they talk about next? Was that the card? Yeah, yeah. Apple Card. Uh, yes. Who's the getting one? Shop. I wish. Well, when they come over to the UK, well, if they come over to the UK, I I would be interested in getting one. So my barbershop reference though was there was something in the video, Michael. I think you said it was actually like showing the engraving on the card, but like. It totally sounded like somebody was getting some work done on themselves at a barbershop. Like... <laughs> Apple. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because it's literally, it was music and that. There was no description yeah. at the event itself. There was nothing, yeah. and that's nothing something to I, help you. And that's something I want us to touch on, too, at some point in the show. But I would like to have an Apple card. Whether or not I'm going to be able to get an Apple card, I don't know yet. So in that video, it's kind of cool because what it shows is this tool coming down and engraving the Apple logo and the person's name into the card. And and that card is made of uh, titanium, which is really cool. Basically, it's a card on your iPhone and they advertise lowest interest rates in the the industry, which is not true. Uh, No. What is it? 15 to 24%? Yeah, something like that. I think it's something like 13.4% to 24.4% or something like that, depending on your credit. But the difference is, is that no late fees, no annual fees. No penalty interest hikes either. And so there are some benefits. It's a nice card. It works on your iPhone and you get 
3% back at Apple Store purchases, 2% for regular Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on the actual card. So there are some really cool benefits to this card. And Apple was saying that these cash back benefits will happen instantly or very close to instantly. The day, and they'll the day show after. Up, yeah, they'll show up in your Apple Pay cash card so you can either use them to buy things with or you can use it to put toward the balance on your Apple card. And there is no limit on how much cash back you can earn, if I remember correctly. Correct. I want one. But I think my college kid credit score is going to have to get a little better. <laughs> I really want one, but they don't exist over here at the moment, so I'm going to have to wait. And those, I believe, come out in May. And then I I'm think, isn't to... the UK getting them in the fall? They, I don't think they said when we're getting them. I don't I remember them, so I don't know. <laughs> so what's up, Sarah? I was going to say, I'm going to have to research it a little bit more before I make my mind up for sure. It sounds also... good, but I want to read the fine print. It's really cool That's that they true. will also be basically helping you with your spending with this card by giving you alerts and different, you know, here's how your spending's looking. It'll show your your spending on a map and it will also show you actual names of places instead of the cryptic names for things. I do like that because sometimes I'll go in and look at my bank statement and I'll have to really think, what's that supposed to be? And then I'll have to try and work it out from how much it cost. Okay. Didn't it say that you would not have an an actual number associated with the card? No, you will be able to get a number. you, You will get a number in your wallet app. Okay. And unique security codes for each transaction. Now that is cool. Which would actually kind of make it a pain for saving to any kind of apps like Domino's or whatever to order with. Yeah, it would. Yep. I so, think they talked about use well, no, I guess they were talking about using it with websites, not necessarily other apps. Well, even certain websites that would make it a pain because the ones that store there's your some card? websites you go to where you have to where it if it stores your card, you have to enter that security pin. Because it has the back of your card logo and it says, you know, this can be found. Enter your That's three-digit. That's true. Places like Amazon even, I guess, would be difficult. But I'm sure we'll find out more of that later and we'll be on this topic. But what do you guys think of the Apple Arcade? No. Snore. What do you think of the Apple Arcade? Right. Because <laughs> it's not going to yeah, benefit any of us. Well, Because none of us will be no, able to. Honestly, like, <laughs> I, I think it's a really neat service. Um, I think it's a really interesting idea, especially because, like, as I understand it, like, the games that are going to be on the servers are not going to have any, like, in-app purchases. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Like, once you get the game, you get the game. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really cool in that po- in, in that aspect, and you can play any of those games you want on demand. So I do think it's really cool. Now, whether I'm going to be able to get any use out of it, probably not. Well, and I think we should encourage game developers to make audio accessible games between now and the fall when it comes out. Right, but they would have to have worked with Apple to get their game on the service. Well, I think that there will be time between now and the fall for more game developers to get their games in there. Is this like the new version of Game Center? No, this is a game subscription service where you pay to play games. Okay. In very simple terms, think Netflix except for games. Yeah. Because, you know, with Netflix, you pay, right. you know, 10 bucks a month or whatever it is now and you can watch any movie. 
they should pay some unknown price right now because I don't think it's been officially announced yet and you can play any game so and on all your devices so I'm very excited about this and I forgot to also say earlier Apple News Plus is something that I I like because of the accessibility of the pictures being able to zoom in and that sort of thing but I'm I'm excited about uh, you know I'm going to keep my News Plus and I'm going to get the Apple Arcade and I'm also going to be excited about the new TV app coming pretty soon. What are y'all's thoughts on yeah, this? I want, look at that. I I want, want look at that. TV Plus. I, I want that. I'm excited about some of these shows. One of them makes me shake my head a little and wonder how it's going to work and wonder how sensationalized it's going to be. But overall, I'm I'm excited for TV Plus. Well, and I think at least, if nothing else, if it's what I think it is, the show should be a conversation starter, at least. Maybe. I want to, like, I want to try, probably go on the trial. I don't know if it's something that I would subscribe to, but I want to look at it and see what the shows are like, see what's available. I'm excited well, about amazing some... stories. Yeah. Yeah. And there's something I don't understand, like, with these channels, are all these channels, the, like, the with the Apple channels... Is it just you can watch all the shows from the channel on demand, or do you get access to a live broadcast as well? That's not something I don't remember it's... them making very clear in the keynote. Right now, you get just access to essentially to subscribe to these channels a la carte. I think you might get a live broadcast, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, at least for people in the beta, you can get four different channels to subscribe to. So like HBO, Showtime... Um, there's two others that you can get access to if you're in the beta, but I think you can watch them directly, but it's an a la carte thing. And I think they're like, they have, each one has their own price. I think it's to make it easy for you to get access to the channels that you right. already have. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about Apple TV plus. Um, I think it's going to be cool. There's some things I'm really looking forward to, but I don't know. I feel like Apple is devoting too much attention to these services that are outside the realm of technology. And I feel like that's going to hurt them. That. I feel like that's mm. actually going to hurt them in the end. I feel like one area that Apple is not really terribly focused on right now is the Mac and making it and keeping up with the modern operating system today and what that has to offer. I just don't think where Mojave is right now that it's really that competitive. And, and I think Apple's Apple's made a lot of people upset, and not just blind people, not just this blind person. Let me tell you, um, voiceovers, voiceovers, not where it needs to be in terms of a modern screen reader it doesn't have the ability to do the things that it should. And so that's disturbing and distressing to me as somebody who's been a Mac person for years. And I kind of see that in other aspects of Mac OS, that Apple's kind of letting it fall behind. Apple's biggest asset is iOS. Yep. I mean, that's just the truth because they let it become that. And I feel like they need to really look at where they've come from and who they are before they start doing all these things. Or else that big pedestal they've built for themselves is going to be coming crashing down. Because when you become so entrenched in so many different things, 
it makes you not be able to focus on what really matters to your customers. And that is good hardware. They are a hardware company, not an entertainment company. So I want, I mean, I love my iPad. It is an amazing device, but I feel like the focus is entertainment. They talk about being code centric, but the main program they have is Xcode. And even on the Mac, they lock you out of a lot of the things that you would really benefit from for coding by blocking the ability to install certain packages in the OS and doing certain things in the OS. So I feel like they are not code-centric as much as they talk about being. And so it's like, if you're a beginner, great. But if you're going to want to actually do the really good stuff, you need to go somewhere else. So as a programmer, that's how I feel. I feel like that's how a lot of other programmers feel. But if you're in the entertainment industry, Apple is the way to go, to watch it or to make it. So with all of that, I think we've come to the end of the presentation of everything they talked about, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I believe I so. so. So do you guys have any final comments before we wrap up? They published yes. videos with audio description. Oh, yes, they did. Online, they published videos with audio description. So what are your thoughts on that? That is awesome. And the way you guys get those to work, unless there's another way I don't know about you on an iOS device, uh, you'll need to go into settings, general accessibility, and then under the media heading, turn audio descriptions on. And then if you play the videos from the website, they should play with audio description. Okay, that's weird. Um, because what, what if I'm on what if I'm on a PC? And right, that's accessibility no. events right there. Yep. Um but, you know, regarding the whole audio description, I really wish, though, that we could get a live audio description feed, even if it's text-to-speech in a script. I don't even care. Yeah. But I would like to have some sort of live feed that we can access during the live stream. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because there, there were some bits where it would go really quiet, and I was trying to work out what was happening, and then it turned out they were playing a video. But, yeah, it happened a few times where I was thinking, is this still working? <laughs> Right. And let me let me jump on a bit of a soapbox. And I think that the way that Apple has implemented the descriptions of those videos, one is not inclusive of a broader audience, because if you can't easily get to them on PC, and please, I hope that I am wrong, that, that this is not an event detection thing. But if you can't get access to them on PC or android or whatever some not an apple device that's a problem because they want people to come to their company but um if they don't let you access their videos on other platforms that's an issue the other issue is a massive massive um privacy implication of apple is detecting um and there is now a switch that will let you turn it off but apple is detecting and allowing developers of websites to detect that you're using a screen reader and providing you with a possibly providing you with a different experience and that to me is not accessible or accessible not acceptable that's just not acceptable and and we can't we can't tolerate that um i personally will be turning mine off um because the site should be accessible to me out of the box. Well, now, I think it would be good to keep it on that way you can know 
who's being the bad apples. <laughs> no, because you would never know. If the detection is no, on, I... you would never know whether or not it took you to a separate well, experience. Well, that's true. And where, where is this switch? I have to step away, guys. I have a meeting. But you'll have my contact info at the end of the show. So that setting can be found in under the settings app, under general, accessibility, voiceover. And I believe it's at the bottom of that. Yeah, correct? it's like at the very bottom. It's under a setting called web. Okay. I have uh, not seen that, so. It's in iOS 12.2. Okay. Well, we know it's in 12.2. I don't know if it was in another uh, earlier version of iOS and no. nobody just discovered it. No. It wasn't there? No. Okay. Well, then I guess it is a 12.2 thing. All right. Do you guys have any final comments before we wrap up? I mean... I think I've pretty much, you know, said all I wanted to say. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I think it's going to be interesting to see where Apple's headed. Oh, I mean, we know where they're headed. They're headed towards services, but I think it's going to be interesting to see how all this plays out, you know, good or bad. Um, and I mean, I was definitely excited about the Apple card. It was not quite the same type of excitement level as a hardware event would have been. But when you, you know, announce all your hardware before your services event, I guess it can't be. Um, but, I mean, it was it was okay to watch. I'm glad I saw it. Okay. So, with that all being said, Jason, what's your pick for this week and where can people find you online? My pick for this week is going to be the Apple Music Android app. I have a Pixel book and I've been using the app on Android and um it recently got updated and it supports Chromebooks now and it's a little easier to navigate with Chromebox. It's not perfect, but it's it's easier. And it's it does work. It's it's kind of cool being able to listen to uh Apple Music on a on a Pixel book. And as far as where people can find me, you can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at jason at iAccessibility.net. You can search for me on Facebook. Just search for Jason Earls. And if you do add me from Facebook, please let me know that you found me from the IA cast. You can also find me on Twitter at JDE91. That's Juliet Delta Echo 91. All right. Sarah. What is your pick for this week and where can people find you online? My pick for this week is an app called My Pollen Forecast and Allergy. And um, I have really enjoyed using this app. Uh, for those who can't really tell, I'm pretty congested and um, I have serious spring allergies. So this Pollen Counter app was one that I went searching for because I wanted to find something that would give me some clue as to what was actually pollinating in my area. Um, so for example, today's forecast says that the pollen count is high in oak, birch, and I knew I was going to forget the last one, but um, willow. Yeah. Um, three trees there. And for the most part, the app is accessible. It also has a journal tab. And of course, being the great college student I am, I found a free one. Um, I think there is a paid upgrade you can get, but considering that the only forecast it shows me is the daily forecast and I can't see the next day's forecast because of a little accessibility glitch, um, I didn't 
pay for it because I wasn't sure that there would be any advanced features that I would find that useful. But for a, a free app, it is meeting what I wanted. So that's my pick for today. Um, people can find me online. Uh, you can send me an email at sarah at iaccessibility.net. And you can follow me on Twitter at bioinstructor. And if you request to follow me on Twitter, please send me a message because my Twitter is protected. So if I don't know who you are, I will not approve the Twitter follow. Okay. And Aaliyah, what is your pick for this week and where can people find you online? My pick for this week is Voice Dream Scanner. It has just been released for iOS and also comes bundled with Voice Dream Reader. It is a new scanning app that will fairly accurately, from my experience, take scans and OCR them. I think you can also save out from the scanner. And it is, in general, a very nice app. We're going to be doing a demo cast of it fairly soon. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can. You can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Aaliyah, that's A-L-E-E-H-A, at iAccessibility.net, and you can follow me on Twitter at BlindCowgirl199. All right. And Victoria, what is your pick for this week, and where can people get a hold of you online? Uh, my pick for this week is Trivia Crack. It's um, an app where you basically play against people and answer quiz questions. It's really fun. And uh, the thing I like about it is you can link it to uh, Facebook. So it makes it so much easier to find your friends on there as well. I, yeah, I love it. Um, I don't really have any. I mean, I, I come up on the Team Talk server. Um, but yeah, apart from that. Um, well, if you have an email you want to give out or a Twitter, anything like that. That'd be fine. I need to get Twitter. <laughs> that is official. I need to get Twitter. Um, so I don't at the moment, Facebook's but I'll great. work on that one. <laughs> okay. And if you don't want to give out any contact info, that's fine too. Okay. All right. My pick for this week is something we talked about during the show, and that is Apple News Plus. I am a huge fan of this, and I didn't really talk about it much in the show, but I love it because I could zoom in on magazine pictures and see different things in the articles and read them with voiceover and see the pictures. I love it. It's really awesome. So if you're a low vision user, Apple News Plus is a good option for you. As for where people can find me online, you can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Mike Doeys. That's M-I-K-E-D-O-I-S-E at iAccessibility.net. You can find me on Twitter at Mike Doeys. On Facebook, you can find me as Michael Doeys. Just let me know that you found me from the IA cast. And I'm all over the web. I have my own website at michaeldoeys.com, and you can find me writing for all kinds of websites like Beyond the Gallery and other places. We just did a shortcut to recognize handwriting in notes and convert it into text, which is really exciting. And we'll talk about that on in a future podcast. So I'm pretty excited about that. So. That will do it for this episode of the IA cast. Stay tuned for, for our contact info during our theme. And we will be back next week with episode 115. And I'm sure it's going to be another great discussion. And I want to thank everybody for being here this week. This has been a great episode. So thank you all. Thank you everybody on the stream. And thanks everybody for listening. We will see you next week. 
Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. This show has been brought to you by the IA Cast Network. We love hearing from you. Email us at feedback at iaccessibility.net. Got Twitter? Follow us at iAccessibility1. Facebook, search for iAccessibility. Download our free apps for iOS and Android and keep up with all of our content at iAccessibility.net. If you'd like to donate to our show, hit the PayPal button on our website and get early access to our outtakes with a donation at patreon.com slash iacast. Thanks for listening. Copyright 2019, iAccessibility, LLC.